Hello, and welcome back to The Bandwagon. I'm your host, Stephen Kernan, and joining me in the studio, as always, Brent Dolan. How you doing, Brent? Doing good. Glad to be here. Good. So today, we are back. We had to take a little time off last week. Um, weather stopped us from actually recording, so um, we're back this week and glad to be back. Um, we are going to be talking about the results of the All-Star voting, uh, followed by the Denver Nuggets. We haven't checked in with them in a while, and there's a lot to talk about there. And then we'll be talking a little bit about the Boston Celtics and the struggles that they've seen so far that may have cost Jalen Brown his All-Star starting position. So let's get started. Um, the All-Star teams were selected, obviously, um, or not selected, but announced, like the, the reserves and the starters have been announced at this point. So... Um, what is your what sticks out to you the most? Like if you were to think of one player that sticks out the absolute most, either who made it or who got snubbed, uh, it's up to you. So when we're looking through, we'll, we'll take it out east first to start out. When I'm looking through, first off, the standings in the east, uh, there's a lot of teams that are bad, and I mean a lot. But then there's like. Four teams that are even worse than those. And and the Wizards are honestly kind of getting above, but, like, the Wizards, the Magic, Cleveland, and Detroit, those are four teams that are just kind of doo-doo. They're, just, they're not that good. Right. But the, Wizard, the Wizards are winning a little bit more, so really the Magic, the Cavs, and the Pistons. And in the East, representing one of the forward spots is Nikola Vukovic of the Orlando Magic. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. I yeah, I mean, I don't it's, know. It's definitely a it's a tough look. I mean, the Magic he's been deserving of a spot in previous years, uh, specifically because he's the reason the Magic have not been terrible. Like they made the playoffs last year, and it was basically on his back. So um, it, you know, I think this may be kind of a nod, kind of a holdover from last year. And not to mention the fact that he's still incredible. Like, he is actually really, really good. He's averaging a career high of 24 points a game. And he's, you know, if he were on any other team, I think he'd be a shoo-in. So I'm not, like, shocked, if that makes sense. I think that the uh, the tough part for me is, you're right, seeing where the, where the team ended up compared to him. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty brutal for me. Were you surprised at all to see Julius Randle made it? Not really, no. He, he's been doing pretty well in the... I mean, right now, the Knicks are in the playoff picture. So, I mean, yeah. that, in the, that in itself and the fact that he's doing really well and you can kind of, like, say they're doing well, he's the reason why, and yeah. the Knicks have been bad for years. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not, not too shocked about that. Right. My big... Another thing that shocked me is not only was the Vukovic thing, it's kind of who he was replacing. So, you're looking through the list and, like, Vukovic is there. So, who's not there? Because, obviously, he replaced somebody. Yeah. Bam is not on the list. Yeah. And that's it's it's hard to I guess argue for Bam because it well yeah and stats, it's it's hard to argue bad. it's hard to argue for Bam over Vukovic specifically because like in terms of the team performances they're they're more comparable than one would have expected coming into the year. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of that is because what Bam does doesn't pop on a stat sheet sometimes. Uh, he has a lot of, like, his success isn't as noticeable. And 
to be honest, whenever you, the fan votes come around, they list the the votes by like points per game. So when you're so if you're a casual fan, you're scrolling through the list, you're like, oh, here's the forwards. Yeah. Uh, here's Vukovic. He's scoring 24 a game, or Bam, who scores like 15. Like. Yeah. And fan votes carry a lot of weight. So I mean, that mixed with the fact that like it's closer than it like you would think. I mean, that just. I think that was enough to put him over the edge, but it sucks because I think Bam deserves a spot. I think Bam's an incredible player, and if we're going off talent alone, then like Bam hasn't beat by five miles, but we're not, and it's a weird year. So just to clarify, by talent alone, do you mean like what do you mean by that? Well, just on like who's a better player right now? You think? I think Bam's definitely a better player than Vukovic. Yeah. Okay, that's. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say. It's a hot take because I don't think anyone is making takes about Bam versus Vukovic. Yeah. But um, overall, I think they're I think they're really comparable right now. I think that Bam is more valuable. Like I'd want him on my team if I were. Um, he raises your ceiling making, a lot. Yeah, a hundred percent. And he even raises your floor. It's just like, you know, he's he's still really really young and like plenty of room to grow. Um, so like there's there's some big upside there. And I I see your point. I I think that Bam is definitely. Um, someone who coming into the season, I would have thought would, would be like up in the first set of, of all-star reserves. So, so yeah. yeah. Um, what's unfortunate for that is he has mainly been manning a ghost ship, uh, with like Drogic, Dragic out and then Butler out. And then like everyone else is just in and out of the rotation. I mean, he's there, but like, if you're a center, like centers aren't built to like, carry teams unless you're like Joel Embiid who's just a menace right even then Embiid has a really really good team around him if you talk about like just talent alone he has talented players around him yeah so I mean Bam just he's not he's not built to be the a one-man show that's I don't think that's ever going to be his game and I don't think it should be because I don't think that's the type of player he is not that's not what he's best at so yeah it's just unfortunate that he's gonna he is suffering this season I mean I don't think there's too much he could have done about it uh but I'm sure next season, or maybe even later this season, he'll come back and he'll look like the Bam we know. Yeah. Well, what do you think about the fact that um, really, like, Sabonis is replacing Durant? Like, what did you think about that? Like, he got in because Durant was injured. Yeah. I mean, I think Sabonis should have gotten in anyways. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it already and like when we went over it obviously Sabonis was on my team Sabonis was on your team I believe so yeah it's another thing where I didn't I didn't have Simmons in either um yeah I don't think I did either yeah no neither of us had Simmons in and I mean I guess if you're going through the teams and you're like this is the like the number one team in the east they need to have two all-stars then like Simmons is the second all-star. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think he's had a great season offensively. He just hasn't. Right. Um, I think the biggest reason for success on the Sixers is Embiid. Oh, um, by far. And, especially this year. Oh, my gosh. If, this and year like, is insane. And yes, I think Ben Simmons is a good player and is better than some, like, Sabonis. I think he has a higher ceiling, all of that. But, I mean... His defense, while is being very good, I don't think should have won him an All Star spot like this. Like, and well, I think he is very good, and I th- I think he's incredible, and I love defense. But 
I think what Sabonis is doing this season, if we're talking regular season and how I think like the two have impacted their teams, I would have picked Sabonis personally. But okay, so yeah, out of that's actually a really good question. I'll I'll ask you this, and then we'll we'll move on to the to the West. Um, so of the three players who we each listed on our ballots that did not make it, so Trey Young, Chris Middleton, Demontis Sabonis. Which of those three do you think you're most surprised missed? In all honesty, like, surprise factor, it's Trey Young. Uh, and mainly because I thought the fan vote would carry him there. Yeah, I, I did too, to be completely and so honest. so even, and I think the listeners know by now, like, how I feel about Trey Young, and I'm not the highest on him. All of the questions and concerns I have about Trey Young fit Zach Levine. And I think Zach Levine just is not as good as Trey Young. And Trey Young hasn't had a good season this year. He's right. he's had a lot of shooting woes. He's hit a slump. Steve Nash made fun of him. Uh, said he was trash. So uh, he's not he's not having a good year, and he probably didn't deserve to make it. Uh, mainly because the inconsistency. But I also didn't have Tatum in there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not Tatum. Uh, Levine in there. So yeah. I mean. Middleton should have gotten in, but Middleton's a, a. I'm not surprised by the fact that he didn't get in. He's never ever making headlines, to, despite the fact this is his best season season ever. Yeah, I mean he's he's a player that's like somehow just misses every headline. Like yeah, he's and, he's consistently and good, he's good. And the only headlines he gets are in the playoffs when um, <laughs> he's struggling. So it's unfair to him that his regular seasons tend to go unnoticed. I mean, maybe you could argue that like. <laughs> those aren't what are important but um you know I, I think i was surprised to see all three of them to be honest and now uh adam silver named sabonis as the replacement do you think that's who you would pick if you were to pick one of these three to replace kevin durant i'd probably pick sabonis yeah uh the pacers need a representative i think they've been yep. they've been good enough to deserve one so yeah i'd put sabonis in there uh but it's it sucks i think middleton deserved his spot and it's unfortunate that he's not getting it yeah but i mean hype wins the day and this isn't the all-nba team this is the all-star team and so at the end of the day like i'm not shocked by what's really happening because i know what happens come all-star time the fan vote is big so i think i think randall ended up earning his spot uh i personally if i'm voting off of like this is who really should have gotten in middleton's probably deserves it a little bit more but yeah give randall his due he might not ever get another chance well, and and the All Star ballot tends to bring up the the discrepancy between like what it means, what your expectations coming about a player coming into the season mean for the way that that player is covered. Um, so like Julius Randle, no one expected him to like will the Knicks into potential playoff picture. I know the Eastern Conference toward the bottom is pretty weak, but no one really expected that Randle would be. Uh, probably a favorite for most improved right now um, or at least pretty close to it um, and so like that expectation that surprise just brings him to like the front of your mind when you're voting for this and I, I don't fault anyone that voted for him honestly we mentioned it on the last pod that like he was my backup like he was my honorable mention so um, can't fault him too much there but I do want to move on to the west because um, first and foremost how did you feel about Luca over Dame Man, that's just... It's disrespectful to Dame. 
disrespectful. Yeah. Luca is not having a great year. The Mavs are a hot doo doo, and not that's not all on him. Um, part of it is he can't hit a three to save his life. I mean, yeah, his watch, shooting has been really rough. You'll watch this year. the highlights, and I saw one last night actually, and it's this clip, and it's like Luca has a favorite spot because he hits a game winner in the same spot he hit the Clippers game winner, and they're like, look at him shooting, lights out, and it's like, well, no, <laughs> not lights out, not lights out at all. He's, right. he's not shooting well from beyond the arc, but yes, he he did hit that big three and. To give him credit, when it matters, he all of a sudden like can hit shots sometimes, and that that's useful. He's good in the clutch, but I mean, what made the Mavs team good last year was their shooting. They were yeah. really good at shooting beyond the arc, and so the team's bad at it. He's gotten worse. Well, and they lost like Seth Curry and some yeah. of the players that made it and easier so, to stretch the floor like that. And so you're seeing not only does Doncic not have a lot of help, but he's not looking as great as he did last year because his team's just not as good. And that's, yeah. I mean, when you have and a they good... they really missed Porzingis when he was out, too. Yeah, and when you have a good team, you look better. I mean, LeBron with Especially a... when you're uh, someone who can play make the way that Luka can. Yeah, when you're LeBron with AD, you look incredible. Uh, not a lot of people were giving LeBron credit when he was leading the young core Lakers. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean... Part of it. That's part of it. When you're playing with good players, you look good. And he's not currently playing with any good players, really. So he doesn't look good. Yeah. And so that's not to say he can't eventually become a great player, but his flaws are highlighted right now. Well, and Damian and, Lillard just. And to be better. fair, I mean, he is averaging like almost a 30 point triple double. Yeah. Like it's like 29, 9, and 9, basically, which is which are insane numbers, but those are going to be a little bit inflated by the fact that he's having to carry his team so much right now. And, I mean, Dame is also scoring 30 points a game with seven assists and four rebounds. I may have flipped those rebounds and assists, but he's got seven and four, I'll tell you that. Um, and not only that, but the Blazers have sort of outperformed my expectations for the year, especially with McCollum missing time. Like, That's what's crazy to me, is with McCollum out, they're still... Yeah, they're they're still cooking. And, and there's, it's, only, it's Dame there's one reason. It's Dame. And, and, I mean, you know, you're talking, like, points per game better you're talking about efficiency better um like dame is doing everything that luca is doing right now but his team is like the five seed in the west right now uh but by a couple games too and so i i do think that it was definitely disrespectful to dame to put luca in there i thought it was stupid um and it's, it's you, you have to penalize like a a player whose team, like, even if they're the best player on the team, even if they're lights out and could have been, depending on the results, an MVP candidate, like, you're still talking about a team that is the 10th seed uh, as opposed to the 5th. And that matters. Um, and Dame's carrying the exact same load. So that's been... That was definitely uh, a shock to me when I saw that. I thought the, the fans would carry Dame in for sure. Um, well, I, and uh, I think... The biggest part for me is the players and the media had him as the third best guard. Yeah. Everyone knew, and no one, that's, that's, that's an accomplishment. And I'm not saying that him starting is terrible because he's not even like the third or fourth best guard. He's the third best guard. He is. He was third most deserving. But I do think that the second most deserving guard was just by and far Damian Lillard. Like, yeah. 
he's having himself a good year. He's once again willing his team into success. And I thought after last year's bubble, it was finally time for Dame to get his due. I was wrong, apparently. People are still going to underrate him, and then it's going to be the playoffs, and they're going to be starting talking about him again. But he does this all the time. This isn't new for him. This isn't new territory. And he's probably used to this by now. He's not surprised by the fact that he's not he's not getting the stirring spot. He, it's probably comes to expected. The disrespect is constant for him. So yeah, I totally agree there. Um, I do want to talk about another guard in the in the West that kind of surprised me, um, and that's Chris Paul. Uh, what do you think about Chris Paul making it? I to be honest, and let me let me say before you answer that when I was making my ballot, I really wanted to give Chris Paul a spot. I tried really hard to give him a spot, and I just, like, I couldn't do it. I, My old grizzled veteran pick went to Mike Conley, as you know, because, you know, the Jazz are the one seed in the West, and they're just, like, lights out. They've only lost six games so far. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I will admit that I was very surprised to see Chris Paul, especially Chris Paul over Devin Booker. Now, I know Booker made it now because Anthony Davis is injured, but um, but, yeah, how did you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I I think we talked about this earlier. I have no problem with him making it over, and I I personally have Booker over him, but I understand Booker hasn't had his best season, and Chris Paul is a ceiling raiser, and right. so when looking at the success of the team, some people are going to attribute that to Chris Paul, and that's fair to do. Um, so I I I think the argument goes both ways with them. Yeah. I think I personally am shocked because Devin Booker's more pop. I thought would be more popular in the fans' eyes. Yeah. Um, and well, I was proven wrong. Chris Paul made it, and I'm I'm not upset about it. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not upset about and it. So, I'm and just Devin surprised. Booker has his due. We'll get he 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 got his spot again, and yeah. I think he'll continue to get some spots. But I think he might be one of those guys that's always just barely etching his way in and yeah, that might and be kind of that might be his trajectory well that's part of the i mean it's partly due to the fact that he's on a team that struggles to perform and so generally like there are four guards ahead of him on better teams who can make it over him and and for whom you can justify that and so that that makes sense to me i was i was very surprised to see chris paul on there but i was not you know i was not bummed about it i was not um you know, I can I can see where people are coming from. I just didn't think that people would actually vote for him. Um, so, you know, props to, like... Apparently, there are way more advanced NBA fans than casual fans. Um, or maybe, I guess, they, they could be carrying over Chris Paul from five years ago yeah, in their, that, in their that casual be, I, months. <laughs> I think that's more likely that's, story. That's possible. I do. I have a question. It's, it's just funny when the uh, you're so... The casual fans are so casual that they become like basketball hipsters at this point. Yeah, it's it's definitely funny. I one last question before we probably move on to uh, the Nuggets talk. How do you feel about Zion making it in? I know we've talked about Zion and he's gotten better since we last talked. Uh, yeah. He's looking like a better player. I still have questions about him and the hype still. That that's the that's the thing that gets me. And it's it's what makes these players unlikable sometimes is when the hype far out out like exceeds how good they are. Yeah, Zion's looking so much like one of those players. Um, if he does bad, you won't see anything about it. If he does good, you'll see everything about it. I don't think he deserves that yet, but I 
I didn't know. What do you think about him making the All Star team? Do you have any problems with it? Are you okay with it? Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough. I think everyone who listens or who has listened to the show for a while knows that I tend to prefer Brandon Ingram over Zion. Um, just you know, on the Pelicans. But this year, if someone from the Pelicans is making it, I think it's it's going to be Zion. Um, you know, you can't really scoff at like twenty five points a game with like all-time level true shooting percentages um you know near the rim he's just absolutely unguardable and you know i'm i have been a fan of zion's game i continue to be a fan of zion's game the struggle for me is is balancing expectations and so i'm always trying to like play devil devil's advocate um with regard to some of the hype that he receives like you were just mentioning you tend to hear a lot of what he's good at, a lot of what he's bad at. And I'm trying to find a balance. Um, and I think this year I don't really um, blame anyone for putting Zion in, in the All-Star game. Um, I, I would have had Booker over him. Um, I probably would have had him over Chris Paul, though, to be completely honest with you. Uh, how do you feel about, would you put De'Aaron Fox over him? Because he, he got in a wild card spot, so you can put anyone in there. Would you put a Fox over him? Um, for this year, it depends on when I'm voting, to be honest. Um, if I were... I mean, De'Aaron Fox went on a tear for a while. Um, and that was super impressive when he was doing that. But outside of that, you know, the Kings are, are even worse than the Pelicans, I believe, right now. Yeah. Um, and they have been for sure this year. So, I mean, it's... It's tough. Uh, I think I would take Zion over over De'Aaron Fox, except for that one week span where I would have potentially changed my mind. Yeah, it's. I think at the end of the day, Zion kind of gets in by default. Uh, at least for me, uh, McCollum's not in, so that's someone who would have knocked him out. There's not really no one was gonna kindly got injured, so I mean that kind of he would have replaced him in my book. Yeah. Uh. Booker would have gotten in over him, but Davis was injured, so Booker kind of slotted up. And I mean, that's, at least in my book, that's, right now I'm struggling to find someone who I think should have gotten in over him, except maybe Fox. Uh, but, like you said, the Kings have slid back down, and they're about two games behind the Pelicans right now, and in all honesty, if Pelicans are doing better, and I think Fox and Zion are both doing, like, equally important things from their team i can see why you give it to zion and so i don't fall i don't fault anyone that has him and i think he probably deserves this one so yep yeah totally agree um well let's move on and talk about the nuggets um the nuggets man they're on an absolute tear uh and it's been they they were (laughs) they were on a tear. yes they were on an absolute tear i should say that Jokic is on an absolute tear and has been for the entire season the nuggets are exactly right now exactly where i said they'd be but we'll see how the season plays out (laughs) yeah we'll see how it plays out so so what do you think uh we'll start with what's gone wrong and then end with what's going right for them um what do you think has gone wrong for them so far this year, especially like past couple games? We see this. A lot. I, I, I'm going to preface this. There's a lot of times in recent NBA history that we'll look at these guards who have giant scoring explosions, right? That's the game we play in. It's bound to happen now. Defense isn't as prevalent. Giants scoring explosions. Jamal Murray in the bubble last year was one of those players. Yeah. 
most of the time I try not to buy into the hype of these. Last bubble, I bought into the hype. I think almost everyone did. A lot of smart NBA people did. Jamal Murray is now kind of going back to the player he was. Uh, he hasn't sustained that su success. And so now it's kind of the Jokic show. And I'll, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Nuggets can't defend anything. They have almost no one that can defend. And past their top guys, they look really bad on paper. So the fact that they're 17 and 15 is a testament to how good Jokic is. Because that yeah. team should not even be that high. Yeah, they re they really shouldn't. And in my mind, uh, it's Jokic or Embiid for MVP uh, right now. I, I think those are probably my main two. I mean, depending on the Warriors, you can put Steph in there as well. LeBron but like, was had a really good case, but now that we're the Lakers are losing a lot, uh, and yeah. Davis is injured, and so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think at this point they're they're sort of my favorites, and um, part of the reason is the insane insane output by Jokic so right now I this may be outdated at this point but I'd be pretty surprised if it was um the last time I looked Jokic was leading his team on everything except for blocks if I remember correctly so he was and the only player in recent memory that led his team in all five statistical categories was Giannis in his MVP year so I think, like, first of all, the fact that he's doing that, you never see a center lead the team in steals. No, like, never. Like, it's insane. And, like, not only is he leading the team, but, like, he's pretty high in terms of, like, he's second in the league right now in, in total steals following Fred Van Vliet. So he's already up there really, really high. He's top five in assists in the league. Uh, he's top 10 in rebounds in the league. And if you look, if you go over to like his offensive rating and, and some of his advanced stats, he's number one in player efficiency rating. He is top 10 in offensive rating. He's top 20 in defensive rating. He's number one in offensive win shares by over 25% higher than Dame. He is top 10 in defensive win shares he's number one in win shares overall by 25 percent over Giannis um and he's like on his way to what could potentially be a record for win shares right now so not only that he's also a plus three on box plus minus above the next closest player he is the number one in the league on offensive box plus minus and value over replacement player. That is insane. Yeah, like he's good. <laughs> if you literally, if you go down, yeah. And in short, Jokic is really good. And if you just go to the leaders page on Basketball Reference and scroll down the list, you will see Jokic as the number one player in almost one third of the categories in the entire league. That's insane. And, like, that is a, a testament. The fact that they their record is where it is right now is a testament to how poorly the the play from the supporting cast has been. Um, and it's a testament to how incredible Jokic has been so far. Um, he has just been out of his mind. And 
has been a joy to watch. So um, I'm actually planning on watching. I think there was recently like a, a Nuggets Hornets game that I want to go through and watch because I've been I've been trying to watch some more uh, more Hornets games, get some Lamelo Ball footage because that yeah. that kid's good, man. That kid's really freaking good. Um, well, he's no he's no Emmanuel quickly. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, that's actually a good segue to to pause and uh, let everyone know that our website is going to be completely revamped. Uh, that will be up by the time this pod is up, so the the link will be in the description, but it'll be bandwagonnba.com. It will incorporate the take tracker. It'll have all of our articles. You can listen to the podcast there or find the podcast there. And then when we're launching uh, different things, you can find all of that there. So I highly encourage anyone who wants to, to go there, um, either sign up for like an email newsletter or, or subscribe to the to the blog or um, go through that and find our, our podcast wherever you uh, listen. And Brent's going to be writing an article on, or already has written an article on Emmanuel Quickly. Um, so very excited to read that. I actually haven't read it yet. So um, I actually had not, full disclosure, had not heard of Emmanuel Quickly until you wrote the article. So... Yeah, so that was that was a self plug for everyone. If anyone was wondering whether that was intentional, it was. Yeah, it was very intentional. <laughs> that was a really good plug. Honestly, yeah. I'll, back, I'll give it to Back to the Nuggets, you. though. Yeah, back to the Nuggets. Um, Jokic is good. Mm-hmm. You know what sucks for him though? What? Uh, he's a player that no matter how good he is, he will always, always fly under the media's radar. Always. You think? I don't think. I mean, the media is not giving them enough love already. Yeah, like you said, fair. he's leading in one-third categories, and I mean, you know, I've heard crickets. Yeah, I um, think that's in part because of the expectation thing that I was talking about a while ago. Where, yeah. Where, like, it's the opposite of Julius Randle, where Julius Randle has been really good, but the, no one expected it, and no one expected the Knicks to be good. And Jokic is playing slightly above his expectations, but the Nuggets are way below expectations yeah. for the rest of the league. And so, as a result, you just don't hear as much. And so... That coupled with the fact that he's on Denver right now, I don't think he gets the MVP this year, even if he deserves it. And he, pro- he probably will. Yeah. Um, but unle- unless the Nuggets can make a push and get higher in the standings, like top five, he doesn't win it. Yeah. He just doesn't. I I know he doesn't. I'd I guarantee it. Uh, and that's nothing to do with how good he is. He could be very good. No one's going to vote for him. Yeah. Uh, and they would rather give it to Embiid, who has the Sixers... Uh, and the first spot in the East. Yeah. And so, you know, that that's unfortunate for him, and that's a problem he ran into a couple times in his career already where he's not getting buzz, even though, like, his team was good and he was good. And I fear that that might continue for a while. I hope it doesn't. I hope we all can sit down one day and talk about how great Jokic was and how all of his MVPs and his championship maybe. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that story plays out. Uh and this, this is going to be one of the best years of his career, and he's not going to get credit for it from a lot of people, and that's unfortunate. Well, actually, um, Jokic, uh, outside of like, or, or as opposed to Embiid, has, I don't think he's missed a game. If he has, he's missed maybe three games in the past three years, something like that. It's, it's a pretty insane streak. And his game isn't as reliant on like physicality and strength as Embiid is so I actually think that he could kind of sustain this as crazy as it sounds like he may not sustain like the all-time level numbers 
but he is i think he's moving forward going to be a a perennial mvp candidate yeah and i i think i agree with that uh i think he will be a candidate for a while yeah i don't see him ever winning one and yeah. that's that's that and it's not because of his skill either it's not like oh he'll never be good enough to he will be or like he won't ever put the stats up because he will i don't think he will ever actually get one no uh and well, a lot of and... that's because he's just he doesn't have the i guess the character for it yeah well and by character you mean his, celebrity his charisma for like yeah he doesn't have the... kyle kuzma has has that celebrity factor even if even not, Embiid even <laughs> Embiid definitely does yeah. even Giannis has a little bit now yeah Jokic like knows well, what to say and will just refuse to say it and it's funny for us but so so on the one hand I I agree with you I think that the charisma is lacking but I do think that Giannis's back-to-back MVPs are a hint that that may not stop him eventually however to your other point about Embiid right now I think they're justified in considering Embiid as well because on all of those categories that I was talking about, Embiid is within two, either above or below Jokic on every single one. And so they're right now, both of them are having just incredible seasons and it's been a lot of fun to watch. So I'm I'm excited and I really am, am extremely happy that we have a healthy Joel Embiid this year. Weird battle um, of the centers. I didn't see that coming. No, same. I did not. I did not have that on my NBA season same. bingo card. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I, and Gian, does Giannis count as a center? Or I think they, I think, I think he's listed. A, he's listed as power forward. Okay. Same goes for AD, but both can yeah. play center. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering when the last time was the center won MVP. Yeah, I think the last one was. Oh my gosh, the last one I just looked it up was actually Shaq. In 2000. Yeah. <laughs> 1999 so to 2000. It's so it's, about 20 years or it's so. It's been over 20 years at this point since the center won MVP. And right now, the two, in my mind, the two leading contenders are both centers. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's weird. Uh, I don't see it happening again either. No. Uh, this might be the last. Uh, everyone that's a fan of the centers, soak it up. Yeah. <laughs> soak it up you won't you probably won't see this much yeah. again uh and, well and and even like there's been a lot of love this year for rudy gobert no mvp love and i don't think that he would necessarily even deserve mvp love but he's gotten a lot of love this year too and he's been really important for his team as well so like i don't know something in the water something about centers this year is uh yeah it's it's something but well and speaking of centers let's let's go to the land where where none exist and that's boston or where a lot <laughs> exists but none are good <laughs> fair <laughs> enough so uh i know you wanted to talk about boston um i'm gonna let you have the floor and and kind of riff for a second um because you know they've got two all-stars but their record wouldn't necessarily reflect it what are you thinking yeah. about boston I remember a podcast, everything went according to plan, really, if we're looking back. We know for years, Brent has refused to give the Celtics love. Right. And for years, they've been pretty good. V- very good. Pretty good. <laughs> very good. They start They start off looking phenomenal. I give them their credit. I say, listen, the Celtics may end up being a championship contender this year. Marcus Smart down. Celtics plummeting in the ratings. They're 15 and 17. I'm not going to say it was a jinx, but some some happened. Some happened and it does suck. They've had a lot of injury issues. Uh Kemba yeah. does not 
look like the same player. No, yeah, Kemba Kemba has struggled. Uh, Tatum missed time, although luckily, excuse me, Jalen Brown was able to to make up for some of that. But I think their lack of depth is, has really gotten them this year, and that's that's tough. Yeah, but I mean, hey, it looks it looks looks like Boston's plummeting again. Um, I don't. The thing with this is, no one's ever surprised when Boston does poorly, except for like people in Boston. Yeah. Um, well, and right now they're in the play-in tournament. No they're one's shocked. They're below. Uh, they're below Charlotte right now. No one's sh- and no one's shocked. Everyone's just like, ah, oh, there's Boston disappointing everyone again. Like, well, actually, I don't. I don't think it's that. I don't think that it's not shock. I just think that there's there's not really any concern. If that makes sense. Like, I, I think that rather than... I think you're not hearing outcry about this specifically because no one thinks that the Bulls are going to end up higher in the standings than the Boston Celtics. Yeah. No one thinks that's going to happen. And and as their health sort of hopefully steadies out, um, or maybe some of those injury nags hit other teams at different times, I just think Boston's had bad luck so far early in the season. And... I could easily see a path for them to, to rebound above Toronto. Yeah, they're going to have to get above 500 first. Yeah, well, they're only uh, two games away. <laughs> yeah, that's... So, it, and it's, I will it's, say... It's so, strange. So, if, if they win the next two games, just to let you know, it is possible for them to jump to the four seed. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Depending on everyone else's... If it is possible for them to jump from the nine seed to the four seed in the east. If they just, win their next two games. That's the East, baby. That's yeah. the East. <laughs> Depending on how everything shakes up. Like, if, if the teams above them win one, lose one, and they win two, then they're tied basically for the five seed I at that just... point. So I don't think, like, I think that the panic will start if they end up in, like, sliding all the way down to, like, number 11. If they slide out of the play-in tournament, whoo! That's when I think that Boston fans will start to panic, and that's when I think that the rest of the NBA will panic. Here's when the panic should set in. Come playoff time, they need to see how far they can actually make it. Uh, Brad Stevens, uh, the Celtics fans, all of, all of the the Green Mafia. They're they're gonna say they're gonna make excuses. Okay. Boston won't get out of the second round. They won't, and they'll make excuses. Oh gosh. Boston won't make it out of the second round. You heard it here. That's going on the take tracker. <laughs> uh, okay, but what, which of these three teams do you see them beating? Um, I don't uh, out know. Out of Philly, Brooklyn, I, and Milwaukee, who are they beating? I don't know, to be completely honest with you. Uh, depending on how things break, I could see a path to them beating any of those teams. Um, because I, I think that, that Boston has the coaching ability to put up a defensive scheme that can... Not stop Brooklyn. Well, they need but some like defensive players first. Hold Brooklyn down. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you. Um, but I I think in terms of like scheme, they're smart enough that like if they go against Milwaukee, I think it's possible that they could eke out a win. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be like a seven game series, but um, it's possible. And and to that point, I I have a question for you as we close it down here. If you're if you're Boston, where do you need to end up to have a path, like the easiest path in the playoffs? Like if, if you're Boston, who do you want, where do you want to land, and who do you hope you're you're facing? You, 
you want to hit you have to hit a five or four seed you you, you, think? Have, you have to you can't if you land anywhere else you face either philly brooklyn or milwaukee what if they hit the one seed <laughs> yeah that you, you gotta land there mm-hmm. uh i i mean three or two would work too i don't see them getting there though yeah so i mean oh that's a really hard path to get there right now yeah i, I would be shocked if they if they crack that so i mean they if they if they're in the play-in tournament they have to play a series or not a long series they have to play a couple games and then play either boston philly or milwaukee that's not they might go out in the first round then that's scary yeah Yeah, right right now they're poised to right now forget the second round let's see if they can make it the let's see if they can make it out of the first round because if they if they don't face someone like Toronto or the Pacers in the first round, which who knows if they'd even win those games. Yeah. Um, they might lose in the first round, and then it's the panic button. Then it's the panic button. Oh, if they lose in the first round, they're, they're definitely panicking. I would be pretty shocked, you know. But I, I guess if you're Boston fans, you better start praying to your leprechauns because, like, <laughs> that's... Uh, this is, you better. This is getting scary. I mean, as you see, like... Team's not getting think, better. Well, it's well getting coming worse. into the year, I think we all had, um, you know, Brooklyn. You did not have Philly. I did. You had Philly much lower than this. So you you want to talk about how everything's shaping up like you predicted. We'll talk about listen, Philly some listen, other time. Listen. We'll save that for next pod. But um, coming into the year, I think that we all had, like, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly, and Boston as the top four teams in the East. And those teams, except for you, you had Miami, I think. Um, but is that right? Did you have Miami? I uh, I probably had Miami somewhere up there. To be honest, I was looking for any excuse to not trust the Sixers. Yeah. Um, you know what? I give. <laughs> I couldn't even do the bit. I was gonna we'll... give. I was gonna give all the credit to Dan Tony. <laughs> okay. Uh... We'll we'll. We will talk about... I want to dive into the Sixers next week. Like, I want to actually talk and unpack the Sixers because they've been incredible this year. But to my point, I think that, like, coming into the year, there were a top four or maybe even a top five teams in the East, depending on what you thought of Miami, depending on what you thought of Philly. At this point, it's three teams. And and Boston is not in that pack anymore to me. Um, Miami hasn't been in that pack all year, but Boston was, and they're not anymore. Um, just because of the, the depth concerns that they have, like they go up against Philly. I don't know who's stopping Giannis. All right. Who's stopping Embiid? Yeah. Uh, no one. A, um, they go up against Brooklyn. I, who's stopping Deandre Jordan? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you joke, but really, yeah. but really. I mean, that's, yeah, um, that's uh, fair. Oh, but li- what's Kimba Walker doing? Yeah. He's unplayable in that series. Oh my gosh. Unplayable. His yeah. defense, you have, you, you lose if you keep him out there. Yeah. Um, add them top five. I had the heat above them. Uh, you know what? I, I stand by it. If Jimmy was healthy. <laughs> okay. Listen. I agree. I think the heater are significantly underperforming expectations yeah, for whatever uh, reasons. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that at this point, uh, it's, it's scary for Boston you know, maybe, fans. Maybe I should, you know, my predictions in the West are looking real good. Out East, I, beginning of the season, I had Boston as a championship. Maybe I'm just a Western co- uh, conference guy. Maybe that's, that's where my talents lie. 
Fair enough. Maybe I'm an Eastern Conference guy. Yeah, maybe you this should is, take this your town to South Beach. This is shaping sort of. up pretty close to where I was, except I will say that the uh, that Boston and Miami, I don't think any anyone predicted. You can this, have the East. So. <laughs> you can you can have them. Yeah. Well, I the thing is though, like when you're comparing those two teams in the last ten games, Boston's three and seven, and Miami's seven and three. So. The trajectory is there for, for Miami. So who knows? By the end of the season, it could shape out exactly where you thought. Uh, but listen, I mean, Minus right Philly. now, Atlanta's at 11. You know, the one season I don't stick to my gut. You know, yeah. one last thing before we end off. Beginning of the season, I had, not only did I have Atlanta making it, which w- went against everything in my bones. And not only earlier, a couple weeks ago, did I have Trey Young making the All-Star game, which went against everything in my bones. Both haven't come true. I should have stuck to my gut. I was right all along, but here we go. I I didn't trust myself, and look how yeah. things are shaping up. Yeah, you got to trust yourself. You're a basketball genius. That's, so. Well, you know, I'm glad someone said it. <laughs> yeah, and you, you would probably be the only other person who would say that, but <laughs> that's okay. I don't think any, any of us are, are basketball geniuses, either one of us. So, uh, to wrap up, we actually got a question from friend of the pod, Matt Moore. Um, he said, with all the teams having what seems like dozens of jerseys nowadays, find myself thinking of all the classic NBA jerseys. What are some of your guys' favorite all-time jerseys? He likes the Hawks jerseys in the 80s and the White Hot Heat jerseys from 11 to 14. He also rubbed in the fact that Zion's averaging 25-5-5 and with two blocks on 70% shooting yeah, since the so. Zion slander episode. Yeah, you know, I think we maybe, we, I think we are the Jinx Kings. So yeah, if anything, you and I should be in the all-star team. Um, I, I, think <laughs> I think we could pull the fan. A- anything I say apparently is just <laughs> flying the other direction right after I say it. Yeah, so, so yeah, keep, uh, <laughs> for, for New Orleans, well, I'm going to start uh, bashing uh, Lonzo next. <laughs> um, I, also, solid choices. I love the white hot jerseys, and yeah. you know it's weird. I don't think of them as classic jerseys, but they are now, aren't they? Yeah, uh, and it's ten years. Yeah, they were introduced ten years ago. Man. That's that's weird, but I lo- I do like uh, mine are probably Vancouver Grizzlies. Okay, yeah, really that's love a those. really good one. Um, I love the blue Lakers jerseys, and you know, as a Lakers fan, ha- they have to get in for that. Yeah. If I was to pick a third one, that's tough though, because I like a lot of the other ones. Yeah. Um. I might have. I don't want to go with the Raptors ones. Everyone likes the Raptors ones, and I like them too. But it seems too basic for me. You know, I might go with the White Hots. I think I'm with I'm with Matt on this. White Hot Heat jerseys. I love those jerseys. I love like when people just all color one unified color it looks good it looks pretty or the back and black heat jerseys those are really nice too yeah whichever one you don't pick i probably will pick because yeah, so. I, I really like those jerseys uh miami just generally speaking has incredible jerseys um i also love the black and red uh bulls jerseys yeah those are nice. like the black jerseys um i I like the Vancouver ones that you mentioned, but I also really like like the Kevin Garnett era Timberwolves jerseys. Those are pretty. The uh, the black ones or the blue ones, either one. Like I just think they're so freaking cool. Nothing from the Boston's lore. I actually really do like the uh, the gold uh, Boston jersey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, those, you know, the ones that are bright gold that look like the N1 shirts that you, know, you matching sets that you can buy at Walmart in 2007. <laughs> I don't know. You're using your podcast voice. I don't know if you're keeping this in or not. I hope not. I am keeping that in. <laughs> I'm obviously kidding, but I am keeping that in. Well, and one that I'm one that I'm kind of surprised that you didn't mention. Uh, so I love the Jazz Mountain ones, mm, yeah. um, but I'm also surprised, like pretty surprised, honestly, that you didn't mention either Denver and like their Nuggets jerseys with yeah. like the rainbow on them, like the blue and and rainbow ones, or the Raptors, like purple jerseys, the Vince Carter ones. I'm I'm a little surprised you didn't mention those. Um, but thought about it because there are tons that are out there. I think thought about the Rockets ones too. The, the oh yeah, the Rockets. Are you talking about the navy blue ones? Yeah, with the they got the they got land. I oh thought about gosh. that too. Thought I about love that those jerseys. Um, yeah, I mean there are tons. I think if I were to, I'm glad you brought that up because I think if I were to buy a jersey right now, it would be a Hakeem throwback Rockets jersey, and it would be that one. Either that, or I really like the Rockets jerseys that are, like, red and yellow. Yeah, I was just about to say, I like those a lot, too. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, uh, I think I think just about every team has a really cool throwback jersey, with the exception of Boston. New Orleans. New Orleans. Charlotte. Charlotte's normal jerseys are pretty sick, though. Yeah, I know, but the, yeah, <laughs> they're I not going to be a throwback you can't, you can't for throw, You can't throw yeah. it back, but, I mean, Charlotte yeah. has a lot of cool and jerseys. And then the Clippers. The Clippers have a pretty bad history yeah. of jerseys, but everyone else has some some pretty sick ones. So we'll call it there. Um, I'm probably going to leave a lot of those in, but if I were to rank them, I would say the Raptors jersey, the Wolves jersey. Oh, and the last one that I didn't even mention, the Steve Nash, uh, Charles Barkley, Black Suns jersey. Oh, yeah, those are nice. Yeah. Ranking them, Vancouver first, I think. Uh, Blue Lakers second. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them together. S- number three is like side by side is the white hot and the back and blacks. Yeah, those are nice. Those those were nice. Cool, cool. So we'll call it there. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, and rate the show wherever you can. It really helps people find the show. Uh, by the time that you listen to this, our website will be live with an article from Brent and an article from me, and we'll be writing articles weekly on there to go along with our podcast, so make sure you check that out. We've got our take tracker there as well. Uh, we really appreciate the listen. Thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next time. See you.